Imagine that because of your own choices, you're down to your last $100. Once that money runs out, there's no way to pay the rent. There's no more money for food. There's no backup job. The only option you have is to ask for help. And there's two people that you know that you can go and get the help you need. One is very proud and one is very humble. And if you go to the proud man, you know that he has the means to help you. But he's also going to let you know how awful he thinks you are. He'll tell you that you're no good, told you to get a job a long time ago, that this would happen, you didn't listen, and you expect me to help you now. And most of us would rather die than ask such a person for help. But if you go to the humble man for help, it's different. He won't ignore your bad choices because humility always recognizes and also deals with the truth. But at the same time, he's going to give you a hug. He'll give you a place to stay. And he'll walk with you as you begin your new life. He loves you. He's not ashamed of you. In fact, he's happy that you would come to him in a time of need. And I think all of us would go to that humble man every single time over the proud. And that's exactly why Jesus Christ came as a baby. The God of the universe took the form of ultimate humility, a helpless baby, so that all of us who are down to our last hundred dollars, so to speak, might never fear to come to him so that he can walk with us as we seek that new and that better life. And had God come in his full glory, we would have been too afraid, too ashamed, and quite frankly, too intimidated to ever approach him. And he knew that. And seeing our need and seeing our frailty from heaven, seeing our brokenness, and also wanting to fulfill every single desire in our hearts, Jesus chose, God chose, to come to earth as a humble baby because no one is afraid to approach a baby. And once we approach him, everything can begin to change and to heal. There's just one catch. To recognize God in his ultimate humility, we have to be humble too. Humility always attracts the humble. It never attracts the proud. The God of the universe was born in a humble, windswept cave in Bethlehem. I've been there. It's not a polished inn. It wasn't in Jerusalem. And to even access this, this cave in which Jesus was born, you literally have to stoop down, low, to enter. That stooping down is a sign of humility. The proud always refuse to stoop. They have better things to do than to look for a baby on Christmas. There's business matters to attend to. There's drinks to mix. There's people to entertain, futures to plan, a census to complete. And that's why Fulton Sheen, one of the greatest preachers of the last hundred years, said, only two classes of people found the babe that first Christmas, 
the shepherds and the wise men, the simple and the learned, those who knew that they knew nothing and those who knew that they did not know everything. Only the humble recognized Jesus when he came as a baby, born in a cave, placed in a rough manger. Only those who were willing to actually stoop down caught a glimpse of divinity that first Christmas. But those humble souls who were willing to stoop, well, God filled every one of their desires. The simple shepherds, they were the first people after Mary and Joseph to stoop down and to see the Christ child and have their lives completely changed. St. Luke records that when the shepherds left the manger after seeing the baby Jesus, they returned home glorifying God for all that they had seen and heard. These lowly workers of the field who nobody cared about, they became the first and the greatest evangelizers in the history of the world because they were filled with Christmas joy. And you see, joy is the result of an encounter with the supernatural. And once you have that encounter, you cannot help but to share what you experience with others and to bring it home. It was the shepherds, not the Pharisees, not the rich, not the proud. It was the shepherds that became the first to have their lives changed by Jesus. And then there was the wise men. The wise men, they sought truth. They weren't swayed by popular opinion. They weren't satisfied with the ideologies of the day, which by the way, seemed to change generation after generation. What was true one generation, all of a sudden is no longer true with the next generation. They wanted something more, something that wouldn't change based on popular opinion. They were seeking objective truth. They knew that they didn't know everything and they were humble enough to allow themselves to be led to the truth, the truth of the Christ child, who would later grow up and declare himself to be the way and the truth and the life. And the gospel records that these wise men, like the shepherds, they fell down and they worshiped Jesus as soon as they arrived in his presence. They stooped. They recognized Jesus as more than just a human baby. And see, truth always is able to cut through appearances. And once they did, they offered him the finest gifts they had, gold and frankincense and myrrh. One of the great church fathers, Origen of Alexandria, said that the gift of gold pointed to the kingship of Jesus and that myrrh was given in recognition of Jesus' human nature. The incense, that pointed to his divinity. And these gifts given by the wise men proved, tangibly proved, that they saw far more in Jesus than any of the so-called religious leaders of the day. Those leaders who were proud and self-serving, they just saw a human baby. But the wise men and the shepherds, they saw the king of kings. They saw God in human form the form of a baby. And Scripture says that like the shepherds, these wise men were also filled with the supernatural joy. In other words, every single desire of their hearts, everything that they were looking for was satisfied as soon as they encountered and recognized divinity 
in Jesus. And because of that, St. Matthew says that they went home another way. Once they encountered Christ, their old way of living was no longer a possibility. They had something better now, something that would last. What about modern man? Sophisticated modern man. What about us? Well, today the Christ child appears to us on Christmas morning under sacramental signs of bread and wine. Yet it is the same Christ that laid in the manger of Bethlehem. And as my Basilica folks know very well, the town of Bethlehem in Hebrew means house of bread. A manger is a feeding trough in which you place food to be consumed. The swaddling clothes that kept Jesus warm that first night are nothing more than bandages, pointing forward to the day in which he would offer himself as a sacrifice on the cross so that you and I, on this day, could receive him in the Eucharist. Thirty-three years after Jesus was born in a cave in Bethlehem, he literally stood in a synagogue in Capernaum, and he said to anyone who would listen, probably about this amount of people, I am the bread of life, and anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life within him. But anyone who does not eat my flesh and does not drink my blood does not have eternal life. The Eucharist is the same Jesus as that first Christmas. The Eucharist is not a symbol of Jesus. Just as the baby Jesus was not a symbol of God, both are Jesus, both are God. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. And in just a few moments, Jesus, God, will appear in that altar. And just like when he came to Bethlehem, he will come tonight under the cover of ultimate humility. You see, if God came in his glory tonight at this Mass, we would all be too afraid. We'd be too ashamed. And we'd be too intimidated to approach him. And he knows that. He sees our need right now, individually, from heaven. He sees our brokenness, even those of us who try to hide it. And tonight, he actually wants to fulfill every single desire in your heart. And that's why he's going to come to us under the appearance of humble bread. Because no one is afraid to approach Jesus under the appearance of bread. And once we approach him, guess what? Everything will begin to change, to heal. But there is one catch. Only those who are willing to stoop will recognize divinity in such humility. The proud are never willing to stoop. It's only the simple and the learned who will see him tonight. Those who know that they know nothing and those who know that they do not know everything. Humility is what allows us to see through the appearance and into the reality. And only the humble will ever see Jesus in the Eucharist. But to these humble folks, God will fill you with such intense joy 
that you will then have to go home and tell everyone that you live with whom you encounter tonight, and your life will change forever. God will fulfill every single desire of your heart, and you will go home a different way. Like the shepherds and the wise men, you'll never look back.